excited about what God's getting ready to do in the rest of this service. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So glad. Amen. To have Quincy with us in church. Amen. So glad to have all the rest of our guests in church today. Praise God. Before you leave this house, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like it was poured out on the apostles and the 120 in the upper room. Amen. It's still being poured out today. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like it fell on us at the beginning is what the apostle Peter said. Amen. Just like it was poured out upon us when we first received the Holy Ghost, it's still going to be poured out again and again and again. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. First Peter chapter 1. Amen. Verse 7. Get rid of this thing now. Amen. I'm about to break a sweat. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. It says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. Hallelujah. Everyone say fire. fire. Amen. You can guarantee the fire is going to try you. Hallelujah might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love, in whom, though you now, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Praise God unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into. Praise God. Oh, you ought to thank God for his word today. God, I thank you, Lord. Oh, the name of Jesus, God, that you would pour out your Holy Ghost again today. Oh, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit, God. Oh, that is in this house today. In the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I take authority right now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. The title of my message today is What Are You Looking At? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and ask him, What are you looking at? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a little confrontational. Amen. Praise God. But I want to ask you the question today, what are you looking at? 
Amen. What do you see today? We see in the word of God that 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 says, While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 1 Corinthians 13 and 12 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Oh, I want to talk to you and preach to you a while today. Amen. That it matters what you're looking at. It matters what you're seeing. And you can immediately, the mind goes to what we can see with the natural eye. But I want to ask you today, what are you seeing with your spiritual eyes? Have your eyes been blinded? Have your eyes been covered up? Amen. Or have your eyes been unveiled by the power of the Holy Ghost? There's only one way that you're going to see the things that God has for for you, for your spiritual man, and that's through the power of the Holy Ghost. You're not going to get it, hey man, at the state fair. You're not going to get it down at the local dress shop or down at the local merchant shop, but you're going to get it through the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, church, if I can help you today to understand that what we see in the Spirit are the things that are lasting, the things in your life that are are going to matter. The things in your life that's going to take you through the hard and dark times. The things that are going to bring you through. Oh, it's in the power of the Holy Ghost. I said it's in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our perception. Amen. What we perceive. I was reading a lot of times when we read a book. Amen. Many times it's the difference between a good book and a book that's just okay is that the author can give you vivid word descriptions. Amen. They can give you descriptions that you can see with your mind's eye and you can perceive what they're trying to communicate to you, amen, by what they are writing. And so our perception is the ability to see, to hear, or to become aware of something through the senses. I was reading a book, amen, and it began to explain how that while this man could not see in the darkness, but he could sense that below him was a great crevasse that if he fell into it, that his life would be over with. Amen, that his life would cease to exist. But can I give you the heavenly today? that if we surrender our life to God amen if we surrender our spirit to God and we cry out to God amen oh my Bible says that if you call upon the name of the Lord you shall be saved you want to know why it says that because my Bible tells me amen that through the mouth amen that there's going to come amen a sign and a wonder and a the power of the Holy Ghost that when you begin to call on that precious name you're going to receive the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance.
Oh, let's worship the Lord right now. Let's praise him right now. Jesus, I need you. What is your perception? What do you see today? Today, amen, the Holy Ghost wants you to see what's getting ready to happen in your life. And the Holy Ghost wants you to perceive and to understand, amen, that yes, there is all the bad of life that could come your way. And the devil tries to get your attention upon the pitfalls of life and the problems of life. But can I preach to you today that through the power of the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, amen, I have come that you might overcome the world. That through me you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, my Bible tells me, amen, that when we step into the holy place, the presence of God, that we begin to experience a transformation, amen, that takes us above those problems, that takes us out of the grasp of sin, that gives us into the arms of a God that loves us. Think about it. Oh yeah, the life is fret with problems. Oh yeah. I was reading, you know, you just forgive this old preacher. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. I'm 50 years old. But uh, I guess the reason why royalty affects me the way that it does because the Bible says we are a royal priesthood. We're not like everybody else. You're not like everybody else. You are a child of God. And I, I, was, I, I know that Queen Elizabeth, she didn't have the Holy Ghost and, and, and never experienced the power of God like we experience it today. But as I begin to read about her perception of royal duties. She said when she became the queen, hey man of England, she said, I will serve until my dying breath. My Bible tells us that in this war, there is no discharge. And if I'm a child of God, and I'm a royal kid that belongs to the king, I've received that spirit of adoption. You know what? I'm not gonna focus on all the problems around me. I'm going to focus on what God has for me to do. I'm going to focus upon me serving God. I'm going to serve God with joy. Happy are his people. Happy are those when they come in and when they go out. Happy. Hey, I'm not sad. I'm happy in Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. When we, when we walk in this world, people notice us. When we walk into the city to see where God would have us to pull down strongholds today, Hutchison quivers 
at the fear of God. Oh, yeah. That's scripture. Joshua and Caleb, they learned the lesson when they went to send out spies, to send out the spies. The second time spies were sent out, Joshua chose two spies that already had his vision. That all, oh yeah, they were looking at what God had just done for them. How God had brought them through. How God had taken them out of the wilderness of sin. Oh, was it, was it by chance that that wilderness was called sin? Oh no, amen, my Bible says things and it's written and God named things for a reason so that when we get the Holy Ghost and we get baptized in Jesus' name, we don't keep wandering around in sin. Amen, come out from among them and be a separate and touch not the unclean thing. Well, praise God. And he told him, he said, you go into the city. And he said, you go into Jericho. And he said, you find out what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are because we're getting ready to take that city. And God is going to do the work. And when they went into that city, they began to look around them. They began to perceive. They had spiritual perception. Amen. They had all their, their senses. I believe that our senses can be heightened by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That God has given us, amen, a spirit. Amen. That is not fear, but of power and of love and of a sound. Hey, I'm not walking into this thing uncertain. I don't fight as one that beats the air, but God has called me with a holy calling. They walked into that city. They didn't walk into that city. I don't know. They weren't hidden. The king's guards knew exactly who they were. Read your Bible. But they walked into that city. They said, God, we're looking for one person. You know why I believe they went into that city? Number one is God knew there was a woman by the name of Rahab that didn't want to die. You say, Pastor, did they know they was going to die? Oh, yeah. My Bible says that when they began to talk to her, they went to, they, they lodged at her house. And they were staying there. And here come the king's guards. She said, come on, get up to the rooftop. And they got on top of that rooftop. And before she hit them, she said, I want you to know something. That the fear of you and the dread of you are upon all of us. Could she see that with her natural eye? Oh, no. 
But there was something that was very spiritual. I want to I want to tell you right now uh, that there is something very spiritual uh, about each and every person. Uh, hey man, that is born. You say, why do you say that? Uh, because my Bible says that we're created uh, in the image uh, of God. Uh, you know what that image is? Uh, it's his spirit. Uh, hey man, I said it's his spirit. Uh, when God gave us a soul, uh, we were created uh, in the image of God. You're very spiritual spiritual. Amen. And the devil plays on that spirituality trying to get you drugged down and trying to get you drugged up. Amen. You know what you got to do? You got to say, wait a minute. What have I been looking at? What have I been seeing? Have I been seeing things in the spirit of the mighty acts that God's going to do? Or am I looking down here? She said, the fear and the dread of you are upon us. Then she said, I don't want to die. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to die. Oh, I don't know if they believed in hell or not. Did they even know what hell was? Oh, but they knew that death was real. They knew that death was imminent upon them because their perception was that we're in trouble. She said, we saw how that God stopped the Jordan River. We've heard how that you come through the Red Sea. All the miracles that God has done in your life. And I don't want to be lost. I want to be saved. How many is hearing me today? The Bible says the guards came and went. She lied for them. She wasn't a child of God yet. She lied for them. She let them down out of the window on a cord, the Bible says. And the spies told her, said, if you will hang this scarlet cord out the window, that you and your household will be saved. Your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters will be saved. Think about this. What was the significance of that red scarlet cord? Is that those two spies said, hey, look, we made a promise to that woman and her household that if she hung, hangs this scarlet cord out her window that we won't destroy her house. And when you see it, bypass the house. When you see it, go on by. Don't destroy that house. You know, that's not just by chance that they would bypass or pass over that house. It takes me back to another word of God, perception and story. Amen. That uh, what we see in the word of God. How many is with me here right now? Amen. That, 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 that God said to Moses, 
He said, you're going to take that lamb and you're going to kill it and you're going to take the blood and you're going to put it on the doorpost. Was it by accident that that cord was scarlet? Like, oh no. He said, you're going to put that blood on the doorpost and over the top of the door that when the death angel passes over, hey man, he said, I'll pass over you. Hey man, the death angel, when he comes to take out that firstborn son in that house, that if you have the blood applied, I'll pass over you. How many is with me right now? We find in the word of God that there was a young man by the name of Jacob running for his life. I'm talking about your perception here today. Hear, hear this preacher. I'm not going to be a long time today because I'm reaching for your soul. And there was a young man running for his life. He came out. You know, uh, you think about this. A lot of people in this world, they get to where they're going by desire. How I many knows what it means to desire something? Have strong desire for something. And it seemed like from his birth that he was constantly desiring more than what he was entitled to. His name was Jacob. How many Jacobs we got out here? We got one. I think we got another one back here. And that young man, the Bible says that when he came out of his mother's womb, that when his brother Esau was born, the Bible says he reached out and grabbed his brother's heel coming out. He's like, hey, come back here. I was supposed to be first. Imagine that, two brothers. Hey, I was supposed to be the firstborn. And the one, the Bible says, despised his birthright. And Jacob, he was constantly saying, Ah, I wish I had the opportunity that he had. And oh, he got it. He got it by lying. He got it by deception. He he did it and he was running for his life. And the Bible says that he had ran for so long he was exhausted and he laid down and he put his head on the pillows. And what he didn't realize that he had actually came to the house of God. He came to Bethel. Bethel was the house of God. Oh, it was just a place. It was not, I don't think, according to the word of God, that there was a structure built. According to the word of God, it was a place where God had changed the name of that place from Luz to Bethel, or the house of God hear me today. And Jacob, life, life, how many is with me right now? How many is with me right now? Life had dealt him, it seemed like all the wrong turns. And when he laid his head down that night, 
turmoil was in the spirit. How's all this going to work out? How's, you say, how's that turmoil affect us today? There's so many people, as I was witnessing to a lady yesterday, door knocking, open door. I said, ma'am, have you ever been to a Pentecostal church? And she said, yeah. She said, I've been to every type of church there is. I said, well, you need to come experience the power of the Holy Ghost. The weight of sin is upon this world. They're trying to figure out, will I ever see my mother again? Will I ever see my father again? Is my, is my family, is it, is it beyond me? Can I ever attain what I once had? Or is everything in life just totally messed up? That's the way Jacob was. Laid his head down on those. He used rocks for a pillow. That's pretty, un, that's pretty desperate to use a rock for your pillow. <laughs> the Bible says he laid his head on the rocks. And while he was sleeping, a vision came to him. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending. Ascending and descending. And I can just imagine, I've been asleep myself. And I've had dreams where I've woke up and I was troubled in my spirit. And that's the way Jacob was when he woke up, is he was troubled in his spirit. But he realized that what God had just showed him, that if, if he remains in this way in the house of God that you're going to make it Jacob that there was a there was a perception oh Jacob may not have had an audible word from God but there was that perception in the spirit that I see hope I see that there's a way out I see that God's on my side I see that God's going to bring me through come on I'm preaching to someone here today that you may not know how it's all going to work out but God's saying, come on, the angels of God today are ascending and descending before the throne. The power of God is in this place. He said, surely I've been in the house of God. You're not going to find what you feel here today just anywhere. Blessed, blessed are those that see what God wants you to see. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 11, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and perceive, and hearing they may hear, and not understand, and not perceive, and hearing they may understand, and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. There is something about the revelation that comes with the power of God. And I'm closing. There's 
there is, there is a perception that we must seize upon that when God begins to move in our life. I can remember uh, vividly hearing my pastor pray. I can remember, I, I will never, never forget his voice. I will never forget the prayers that he prayed. And I, I can remember the story of a man of God. He's still alive today. And he said that when he got into the church, when God started working on him, he was a 17-year-old boy. And he was, every morning he would go past the church house. Back then they didn't have air conditioning. They had windows. Hopefully they had a 50-mile-an-hour wind. Amen. And they, uh, you say, what's that called? Well, if they had eight windows, you call it 850 air conditioning. Eight windows and 50 mile an hour wind. <laughs> Praise God. And every day he would go past that church and he would hear a man of God crying out to God and praying. Hear a man of God praying and crying out to God every day. And one day, it got the best of him. And he began to talk to that man of God. He began to talk to that pastor of that church. And that man of God began to teach him. That man of God began to reach for him. And that, that man of God baptized that young man in Jesus' name. He quit the track team. He quit sports because God called him to a higher calling, said, come on. Hey, man, hey, I, I want to know what do you see today? All he saw was just a, maybe a white church building as he walked by every day. But something inside of him began to see what nothing else had ever showed him before. I want to tell you today that when you begin to talk to God and you begin to, you say, man, this person that's been inviting me to church, that's been witnessing to me, there's something about him. And all of a sudden it changes from just an invitation. And God begins to show you in the spirit how that he has great things for you. I want to ask you today, what are you looking at? What do you see today? Do you see, hey man, what God has for you? God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to see you baptized in Jesus' name. John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. How did they know the miracles that were happening. Hear this preacher today. Hear me today. It's because of what they were seeing. If you want to see all the bad and you want to look for a devil behind every bush, you go right ahead. But I'm seeing revival in my life. I'm seeing what God wants to see. 
These men were being affected by the things that Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, was doing. They saw the miracles. And you know something? Jesus didn't focus on the miracles. But he knew that Nicodemus saw what was happening. And he said, Nicodemus, he said that, what did he say? He said, I say unto you, except a man be born again. You might see the miracles, but you're just seeing a little bit of what I can do. Except a man's born again. He said, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do we see in the kingdom of God? If you can see what God sees. If you can see what I have seen in 50 years of living for God. That God can pick someone up out of sin and begin to make them his very own and begin to use them as a mighty, a mighty, mighty oracle, mighty servant. My, hey, my Bible says if any man speak, let him be as the oracle of God. It doesn't say if a preacher speaks. It doesn't say, it says if any man speak. When you open your mouth saying of God, you are speaking the words of eternal life. I don't think y'all got that. When you witness to somebody, I'm going to tell some of you in here right now. The devil has told you, I've heard you say it. Well, I've, I've witnessed to some and taught Bible studies and they quit coming to church or they don't come or they, they quit. They quit serving God. And so I'm not going to be a witness. You know what you need to do? Is you need to get prayed through in the power of the Holy Ghost and say, God, I refuse to see what the devil wants me to see. I'm going to see somebody receive the Holy Ghost. I'm going to see another person in a home Bible study. I'm going to see another person delivered from sin, delivered from this world. I'm going to see another saint of God sitting on the pew. The devil tried to steal your witness. Tried to tell you, don't pray. I'm going to pray. When I pray, all heaven surrounds me. When I pray, all heaven. What's in heaven? How does heaven surround me? Elisha, we're surrounded. God Open the eyes of my servant that he may see. The Bible says that God opened the eyes of his servant and they were surrounded by chariots of fire and the angels of God. 
that when I pray, all heavens, you know what, saying of God, hey, I want to tell you something. Hey, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, when you start praying, all heavens around you, you begin to feel the power and the presence of God like I've never felt before. I feel it right now that if I begin to cry out to God, that God is right there. Nicodemus, you got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. The miracle, the miracle that God did in his life. Are you hearing me today? The miracles that God did in Nicodemus' life was pushing him towards salvation. Miracles don't save us, but the signs and the wonders that's going to follow that miracle. Oh, yeah. Look around you today that the miracles, the signs and the wonders that God has done in this church, it doesn't save us, but it pushes us onward, saying, my God, I can see what God is getting ready to do. I can see that there's another person getting ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's going to be another person crying out to God. There's going to be another person repenting of their sins. we could all stand. Is there anybody here today that you need the Holy Ghost? Maybe you've been, maybe you've been running, been trying to figure things out, been trying to figure life out. And the Holy Ghost is here to meet you today. The Holy Ghost is here today. Oh yeah, God is ready to meet you today on your on that trek that the devil has got you on that I'm running from problems. I'm running from everything that this world has, has tried to trap me with. I don't want it. I don't want the drugs. I don't want the alcohol. The heart-rending stories. I looked at the face of a 19-year-old man. Or should I say a boy? Going to prison for murder because he sold someone a counterfeit oxycodone pill that was full of fentanyl. You know who it's affecting? The first two rows of young people that sit in this church. Your age group is the number one affected by this problem. But it's not just age specific. I read in the news all the time of people that say, oh, I'm going to have a cheap high. And they go off into eternity. You know what? It's not God's will that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And the grace of God that leads us to repentance is here today. Same, come on. What you're feeling today is the power of the Holy Ghost. What you're seeing, the devil wants you to see all the problems. But God has sent a preacher to preach to you today. 
that you don't have to die in those problems. You don't have to go down that road that everybody around you has been down. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to change your life. Is there anybody here today that wants to pray? Is there anybody today that needs renewed? Is there anybody today that needs the Holy Ghost? Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the accepted time. Come on, let's bring our friends to the altar. Come on, right up here, right up here, right up here. This is the place, right up here. Come on, right up here. This is where you're going to find it. Come on, help and pray. God, I'm going to bow my knees to you, God. God, I'm going to cry out to you. God, forgive me of all my sins. Come on, help our, help our guests pray. Oh, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. Come on, right now, just lift your voice up to God. God, forgive me of all my sins. God, I need you right now. Oh, yes, God. 